Last time on Cursebreaker. We managed to defend against a legal invasion in Holly's home, but the fight left us in a state of chaos. Bert was summoned to court earlier than we anticipated, and we scrambled to gather our allies and witnesses and meet him in the Tower of Law. Tonberry's corruption was in full swing. He summoned a parade of confused and misled witnesses, twisting their words to slander Bert at every opportunity. But it seemed we'd made a good impression on Tildry. The tides are turning in our favor already, and our defense is just getting started. So yes, uh, Bert and Tibio, the the defense is about to give their defense. Yes, uh, Bert, how should we play this? How should we start? All right, we got we got a lot of good stuff. We already brought up Ilya. Should we bring Ilya in first? Uh, Ilya, yeah, Ilya didn't testify. Um, I feel like we want to hold off a bit on the Brax big two, yes, and Samantha. I especially would like it if. Millhouse was here for Samantha. Yes. Um, Maybe we start with Margot? Let's start with Margot. Maybe then Ilya. Then Samantha Brax? And the dwarves. Oh, the dwarves. You gotta call me. When do we bring up... Yeah, when do we bring up Holly's uh, little... Margot, Ilya, Holly, the dwarves. I like it. Then Brax. Okay. Okay. And break. (laughs) (laughs) Law break. (laughs) The defense is prepared. Very well. Who do you call for your first witness? Uh, We would. The defense calls uh, Marco Bingo to the stand. I might have expected. The gavel slams, and uh, Margo Bingo appears in the uh, seat next to uh, Tonberry. She kind of refuses to look up at the judges whatsoever, and uh, she looks on at Bert and Tibio and just gives them a, a solemn nod. Hey, Margo. Good morning to the both of you. Uh, Miss Bingo, can you please tell us what happened to the Guildhouse recently? Hmm. Our Guildhouse was burned down. Whether it was an accident or intentionally caused remains to be seen. And have there been other fires recently? Yes. Several across the city, strangely targeted at friends of mine. Guild members? Some guild members, some run in other circles. I see. And can you tell us who you suspected to have been orchestrating these fires? She gives you the tiniest, like, head shake, and she says, We don't know yet. Please, Miss Bingo, if there is any time to come forward with the truth, it is now. And I give her a very serious nod, indicating that we have her back. Casting accusations has a way of putting people in harm's way. People that don't deserve it. I can't do such a thing. Would you say that you are afraid of reprisal from the courts? You could say that. Thank you, Miss Bingo. Bert, do you have any questions? 
Thank you for your testimony, Miss Bingo. Tonberry just like rolls his eyes and he goes, wow, and slams the gavel and she disappears. Um, those of you that are outside of this, I assume you've kind of regrouped so that Holly, Snack, and Uli are near each other. Uh-huh. The three of you here, she's incredible as she always was. You uh, see a hood kind of get pulled down and you see Veronica Venus standing next to you. Oh, yes. <gasps> Veronica! Uh, why am I so happy right now? I knew it was I knew it was a curse breaker's voice I heard. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my old Southern Belle, Holly. I just like to do accents sometimes, you know. We haven't seen her since like episode six or something, right? A long time. Damn. Yeah. How you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing quite well, Holly. Um, I'm glad to see all of you are still alive. That's that's a good sign, right? Um, Holly's gonna grab her arm and like sitting on the bench and just give her like a little her arm a little hug. You know, she's really excited to see her. Margot was always the most impressive among us. She's a she's a spectacular human being and a stronger curse breaker than I, obviously. And she like gestures to her old body. You've shown your merit as a curse breaker. I mean, we've seen it ourselves. Damn straight, I saved your bacon. That's right. <laughs> You sure did save the literal bacon. <laughs> Let's uh, watch on. I think there's going to be some real good fireworks here. Yes. Can't wait. Tibio looks at his notes, nods at Bert. I would like to remind the court of a statement from earlier in the trial in which it was said that uh, dead people cannot testify in court. Uh, Tonberry looks up from his doodle and says, mm-hmm. May we request that a particular judge does the summoning? I suppose. Judge Malbarro, please, please, can you summon Ilya? Tonberry kind of like turns around and looks at Malboro, and you don't see the face that Tonberry is making, but Malboro like is like holding eyes with Tonberry, and then he like looks straight at the ground. As we have said before, now is the time to stand up and do what is right. Tonberry just kind of like furrows an eyebrow at you, like, what the hell was that comment? <laughs> Tonberry looks at you and says, a truly morbid request. We have confirmed that Ilya has already passed. Have you confirmed it, or have you just stated it? We were unable to summon her before, so of, of course she's deceased, or she's on another I plane. would like to request a zone of truth. Um... Very well. We will cast a zone of truth for the next witness. And they cast the spell over the spot where the witness goes. I would like to extend it to the entire court area. Um, Tonberry like, turns around and confers with the other two for a second. He says, there is obscure precedence for this. It is permitted. Thank you. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Please summon Ilya. Again, Tonberry kind of like gives like just a little glance behind him. And like you, you just hear, and Ilya appears in the stand, yes. like looking around <gasps> side to side. And you like the, everybody who's out in the audience just like has this like simultaneous inhale of like, oh shit. And Tonberry like stands up, goes dark and outside the court, you can hear him just go, what in the. And he like sits back down. I'm cheering in the crowd. So it's, Clearly, there has been an issue with my gavel. Clearly. It is not working. Can I get a new gavel that won't 
fudge the summoning spell, please. And he just throws it off to the side. <laughs> Hello, Ilya. Uh, what is this? Now is the time to tell the truth and be on the right side of things. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, Ilya, can you tell us who is your most recent employer? She, like, looks around again and sees Tonberry, like, right up and to her right. And she's, oh, shit. <laughs> um, most recent employer. Uh, okay. It was a government official. I worked for the government of Tildry. And where were you placed to work? Oh, God. Uh, I was sent I'm... on discreet missions. Uh. I'm going to message to Ilya. Okay. And just say... It's okay. We have your back. You see her eyes kind of like dart around and she says, um, I'm right here. uh, You're fine. It's okay. I was sent on discreet missions of nefarious nature. I spied on people. I, I was made to hurt people. Under the order of the government official? Correct. And... Were you present at the 4L juice bar and nightclub? Yes. I was working there at the time when I met you. And on the night you met us at that club, did you witness Frankie Fizzle polymorph into someone else? Yes. And who was that individual? He was a dirty little gnome. He said his name was Jinx. And did you witness Jinx as Frankie Fizzle committing any crimes? I would say so. And to clarify, you were told to work for Jinx, disguised as Fizzle, by the government of Tiltree. Yes. And specifically... What person in the government were you working for? Judge Tonberry. Fuck yes! (laughs) (laughs) Me and Ronnie are just like, yeah! (laughs) Um, Tonberry does not seem upset. Malboro just unsummons Ilya and is back to like staring at the floor and you see like his eyes are glassy and his face is going red. I I did want to ask another question, but... Too late! (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, it says, who else have you for your defense? The defense calls Holly Hyacinth to the stand. Holly's more ready this time. <laughs> okay. Welcome uh, back, Holly. Miss Holly, can you please share with the jury what happened this morning at your home? Um, so we get a knock on the door super early. I hadn't even woken up yet. The sun wasn't up. It was maybe like 5 a.m. I went downstairs to answer the door, and I don't usually answer the door at that time for strangers, so I asked who it was. They said, let us in. We have a warrant. Um, There was some some architectural restructuring, and then they were able to enter. (laughs) Um, And then... (laughs) Tiny door. Tiny door. Uh, And then the doors came in. Uh, They were looking for Uli Ness and Snack the Cobalt. I uh, said they weren't in the building because they were outside in the backyard. 
then I told them to leave because they were not present um, and they didn't need to like use their warrant. But then they started breaking things and destroying my home. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. Um, and I had to defend my own property from them destroying everything. And so objection hearsay. We have no evidence that any of this happened. In fact, we do. Ms. Hyacinth. Yes. Are we going to take a field trip to Ms. Hyacinth's home? Uh, no. If you would please let the defense do their work. Please. Miss Hyacinth, do you have any evidence of said attack taking place? Um, yes, I do. I have um, this historoscope, and I can play um, my recording of the doors attacking me and my friends at my home under warrant, quote-unquote. You see Judge Tonberry look back at Flan really quick and look forward and go, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to present Historoscope slide number three as evidence to the courts. <laughs> and Holly plays um, the third slide. Um, can we door. please request that this image be presented to the entire jury? Um, one of the law majors steps forward and uh, does like a pinch zoom with his fingers. <laughs> and the projection just gets bigger and bigger. And he just keeps doing Enhance. it. Keeps doing Enhance. It. Yeah. Enhance. 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 <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a big screen at this point. Awesome. Um, so the recording shows two doors um, as they're casting spells and attacking in the Holly's basement is what I recorded. We are serving work. We are doing nothing wrong. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, one further question. Uh, these flower bag men that invaded your home, have you seen them anywhere else? Oh, yes. Um, so all these flower men, originally we met at the um, 4L Juice Bar when we went on the brewery tour. Um, they had a bunch of flower men working in the brewery and being real spooky and scary. Thank you very much for your testimony. Um, Holly clicks off the historoscope and puts it back in her pocket. Before it switches to a home video. About <laughs> and it, like you yeah. guys yeah. see just a little bit of a clip of us by the pool before I'm, it's... Uh, you I'm see, pretty you sure see I a, was a, naked. You see a clip of Uli naked just going, Cannonball! <laughs> My shiny little butt. <laughs> uh, when you uh, appear back in the, in the crowd, Holly, uh, Veronica grabs you by the shoulders and she says, You used it! That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> of course I used it. I should have been taking more... Um, Scope says that my adventures have led me many interesting places. I've been meaning to ask you, did you delete all the stuff that was on there when you got it? <laughs> no reason. Yes. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> um, Do you have yet more witnesses to call? Uh, yes. Can I summon someone if they do not know their name? I don't think so. He kind of like turns. He says, could you describe them? Uh, yes, they are two dwarves that look like brothers that work for you. We just saw them in the video. Those ones. Those two. Uh-huh. Does anyone here know the names of these dwarves? I elbow one on the side. I go, hey, what's your name? He kind of, like, shakes his head no. Wait, you're right by them? Yeah, yeah they're they here. Yeah, they brought them in, yeah. Oh, okay. um, I marched them up to the Oh, tent. that's right, because, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Well, if you cannot summon them, that's okay. We will do it, and I point. <laughs> <laughs> um, very well. I guess we're going to hear from the both of you at once. Uh, yes, we would prefer that they stay together as they are attached by a rope. <laughs> very <laughs> at well. At this time. Um, 
what are your names, young masters? And they say, we are Marin and Lugan. Right. And are you here against your will or under duress? And they say, yes, we are here against our will. They say, you don't need to testify. (laughs) Permission to treat the witnesses as hostile. Permission denied. They're clearly bound. Uh, if we unbind them... If you unbind us, we will leave. Oh. Uh, do you deny that was you that we just all saw in the video just now? The, it was me, but not a good angle. <laughs> and can you confirm that you work for the second court of Tildry? Uh The two dwarves like, look at each other, and then they look up at Tonberry, and they say, Line. <laughs> <laughs> Zone of Truth still up. Yeah. yeah. Tonberry says, uh, it's possible they're under our employ. Thank you, that is all. Outside of the area, uh, outside of that central circle, um, you hear that door slamming open. You all see Tonberry, Malboro, and Flan stand up and go dim. Bert and Tibio looking back towards the kind of uh, entry to this place. Moving out of the shadows, you see Bella Beaumont, Dave and Sheriff Tandy. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Striding in front of them, of course, is Bella. She says, Bella Beaumont, ambassador for Lamplight and special counsel to Tibio Femur and Engelbert Wisherspoon. Wow. Hey, uh, Is she wearing the outfit I made her? She is. She she turns back to where (laughs) Holly might be in the crowd and says, return in the favor. Yeah. Go, Bella. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Dave. <laughs> we had some extra witnesses that might like to testify on behalf of Engelbert Wisherspoon and his character. I would like to confirm that they are a part of our legal counsel team. That's right. <laughs> there it is. We had the pleasure of meeting these people back in Lamplight, and they helped us out something fierce. Um, we would like to call to the stand Dave Hackbone. Uh, he had the pleasure of meeting these people early on as well. Um, Dave, would you take the stand? And Tom Bear says, um, y- you may take the stand, um, Dave. Totally in control. Yeah. Uh, Dave sits down and Bella says, Dave, um, what do you have to say on behalf of Engelbert and his party? He says, hmm. Each of them risked life and limb to save my brother, who did nothing to deserve their aid. Truly nothing. He actually tried to kill them immediately, and they spent the rest of their time in lamplight trying to save him from a curse. These are the kinds of people you want on your side. These are the real people of Tildry. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. And uh, Sheriff Tandy, uh, foremost authority of all of Lamplight Harbor, what do you have to say on behalf of these lovely people? Sheriff Tandy uh, takes the stand and uh, looks at the two of you and just like gives you a wink and says, These people saved the entire city from destruction and gave us peace. They were fighting an uphill battle, some of them. They had their own troubles, but they dropped everything to help Lamplight. They, they risked a lot, their own physical bodies. They saved a child from a curse they had nothing to do with. These are good people, not killers. That's all. And she leaves the stand. Uh, Bert has a little tear falling down his face, and he (laughs) says, Thank you all for coming. Uh, It means so much to me. 
Now, I think we're about to finish this off with two slam dunk witnesses. <laughs> Very well, you may present them for whatever good it does. Uh, we would like to summon Samantha Barrow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right around that time, actually, pretty dramatic timing. Uh, the already open door, you see uh, Millhouse Barrow step through kind of shyly. Um, those of you kind of in back of house see him step in and shuffle up next to you. You might want to sit down. Oh, uh, yeah. And he sits down, and Samantha Barrow appears in the seat, and you see him just go, <gasps> Sam. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Can you please tell us what recently happened to you? Yeah. I, a while ago, met Margot Bingo. Um, she told me about curses and what they really are, you know, and the things that can happen from curses and the things it can do to families, and well, I, I couldn't let it happen. Not in my town. So I joined up with them. I got this crazy tattoo, and there I was, the youngest curse breaker they ever had. Um, I knew it was dangerous. I don't, I don't blame Margot for what happened. I just, I didn't think they'd come after me in my own home. And can you tell us who came after you? It was a, a gnome. It's very unassuming. He said he was there to learn agricultural magics. But he wasn't. He was there to learn from me. He was infiltrating, trying to learn more about curse breakers, and they went for the youngest of us, the weakest, they thought. It didn't take me long to figure out what he was up to, and I, I should have just run, or I should have found a reason to make him leave, but I fought him. And I got polymorphed. For a few weeks there, I was a bird. But they... Him. He saved me. And who is he? Uh, pointing kind of at Bert. And then she's like, no. And she's pointing, like, out of the place, like, towards Snack. <laughs> Was it uh, one of Bert's friends that saved you? Yes. And just to clarify, you were not murdered by one Brax Minnow? Not at all. No, Brax is... He's a good person. Uh, thank you for your time. We would like to uh, not send Samantha away, but let her walk into the public section to find her family? She, uh, kind of without permission, like, descends the stand and kind of runs off into the shadow. And, uh, like, as soon as she steps out of that shadow area and can see Millhouse again, uh, that she just kind of, like, stops where she is and her hair just kind of, like, floats out in front of her and she's staring at Millhouse. And Millhouse, like, stands up and kind of, like, puts both of his hands in his hair and he just says, Sammy... And he, like, takes a step, and they get closer to each other. And uh, the court case continues. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll take this last one, if you don't mind, Tibia. Oh, please. Um, if it would please the court, uh, may one of the judges please recite the third charge of which I am being tried? The third charge, which you have been set with, is... For the murder of Mr. Brax Minnow, to which she had pleaded innocent. The murder of Brax Minnow. All right. 
I summon Brax Minnow. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Tonberry doesn't move. <clears throat> Brax Minnow, everyone. Oh, that's all right. He's right here. <laughs> Brax uh, now appears before you, kind of like nodding heavily to you, Bert, <laughs> as if he's like cranking some tunes in his own little like headphones. finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just says, give it to him. <laughs> Good to have you back, Brax. Good to be here. All right. Uh, well, could you state your name for the court? My name is Brax Minow, investigator extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that second part wasn't strictly necessary. Uh, boy, Brax Minow, that's the person I'm on trial for murdering, isn't that right? Let me check my notes here. Yeah, yeah, that would seem the case. Oh, hmm, interesting. Very interesting. What happens if someone is accused of murdering someone and that person ends up being alive? Well, I'd say they're off the hook, right? They gotta be. Any other questions for me, Bert? You just saw Samantha Barrow up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might also remember that I am also being charged for conspiracy into her murder, which you yourself were tried for. Is that correct? That's correct. And again, just to recap, Samantha's alive. So what does that mean for your charge vis-a-vis my charge? Well, I mean, simply following logic and reason, um, I'm innocent, <laughs> as are you, right? That seems like a reasonable conclusion to me. If I may, Bert. Please. <laughs> when I first started looking into the disappearances, I thought we had a new murderer on the loose. But it's much worse than that. Oh. Do tell. See, a curse is a powerful thing. It's like a little tear in the fabric of reality. It warps magic around it into something awful, usually dangerous. I learned this from a young curse breaker named Samantha Barrow. I spoke with her while I was investigating the disappearances. She told me about the others in her organization that had recently gone missing, and she feared for her safety. When I followed that thread to its natural conclusion, I came upon a dire discovery. A dire discovery, oh my. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, people of Tildry, I have troubling news. The judge who stands before you is cursed. The fuck? Which one? Judge, you're saying Judge Tonberry is cursed? That is my professional conclusion. Well, this will uh, certainly have to be dealt with. It's a very serious accusation. Uh, One more thing, if you don't mind. Um, uh, Long before the events involving Samantha, you were also investigating a certain local figure. This was back before I left Tildry. Uh, Can you tell us more about that? Hmm. Yeah. Fellow named Frankie Fizzle. And what did you discover in your investigations? Not Frankie Fizzle. (laughs) No. Not at all. At some point, Frankie croaked. I don't know when, but he got replaced by this very rude, very unwashed gnome named Jinx. Mm, The very same Jinx we've seen testify earlier today. Correcto. (laughs) Wow, Brax. You done good. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, that's my line. (laughs) Have we heard all of your witnesses, Engelbert? Uh, 
We have one final witness, please. One final witness is permitted. Uh, we would like to call to the stand Judge Malboro. He uh, turns around to Flan and then Malboro, and he shakes his head. He says, a clear conflict of interest. I can't permit it. With that being settled, we are going is to... Is this the judge who was just accused of being cursed, saying he can't allow our final witness? Fine, I'll take myself out of it. Judge Flan, please. Malboro, do you want to testify against the city? Is it would it? not be against the city. It would just be sharing his opinions and his, his perceptions. She turns to Melboro and says, Melboro, is this what you want to happen? And Melboro kind of looks between you and the judges, and he looks at the floor and he shakes his head no. Very good. It sounds like it's settled then. Tonberry. I would like to call Ingobert F.F. Wisherspoon to the stand. Oh. Everyone gasps. <laughs> Very well. Your final witness is Ingelbert Wisherspoon. To the stand, please. Whoop. <laughs> uh, Bert, can you please recount the conversation that you had with Judge Malbaro last night? Uh, yes, I'd be happy to, Tibio. I did meet in private with Judge Malboro before the trial, uh, where he confided in me that the three judges, himself included, had already cast their vote against me before hearing any testimony, and also that they were moving the trial to today. You know, it was supposed to be Sunday in order to sort of thwart our defense. And did Judge Malbaro give any reason for his vote against you. Malboro said to me that he was being pressured to vote against me by the other two judges. He wanted to vote in my favor, but he said his hands were tied, basically. And did he express that he was in any fear of his life? I'd definitely say he did. Thank you, Bert. We've heard every witness that they have to call. We have heard witnesses for the prosecution. We will now take it to a vote of the voice of the people. Have you any closing statements, Engelbert? The voice of the people. May we open the doors to speak to the city at large? I suppose we're at the tail end here. Why not? And you hear a click as uh, the uh, lights slowly kind of come back up so that you can see this whole room. All right. I'll try to keep this brief. You've all heard the testimony today. Two of the people I've been charged with involvement in their murders have shown up to testify. I'll leave that to interpret as you will. And we've seen a pattern of dodginess, lies from these judge who stand before us. And so I ask you, when you cast your vote, think about who's really in charge of this city. You hear a shift in the room. Three old people in dusty robes or the people of Dildry. And I open the back doors. <laughs> the, uh, the roar outside uh, gets considerably louder when you do. Tonberry says, 
Finally, we will hear the voice of the people. All in favor of voting toward Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon's innocence, please raise your hand. Stand up to flare. Stand up to flare. <laughs> Don't you see the room kind of all move at once as hands go up everywhere. You don't see a single person in the room not holding their hand up. A lot of them even stand up. The, the equivalent of a standing ovation of voting for somebody. And he says, very well, those who would vote towards Bert's guiltiness and sentencing, please raise your hand. And you see one hand being raised out in the crowd. Who? And he says, Unfortunately, Engelbert required a completely unanimous voice of the people, which it seems they have not reached a consensus. <laughs> and you see an explosion of white powdery flour as Sid clearly is standing behind the one dissenter saying, Nope, we got a unanimous vote. It's 300. <laughs> Sid, thanks, man. Like I got your back. Gives you like a little wink. Says he's uh, out in the stands a little bit. He says, "As you can see, we've got a unanimous voice of the people. Circumstances being what they are, you've seen obstruction. You've seen them fight against the process every step of the way, ignoring evidence, planting jury members, gesturing to the sack of flour on the ground. <laughs> Murder. What more evidence do you need?" And uh, Tonberry stands from where he is, no more shadows to hide behind. And he says, the voice of the people is heard. Malboro, cut me a portal to the fountain. Don't do it! Malboro, cut me a portal to the fountain. Uh, hold on. Malboro, you know that this is wrong! Malboro, I, I, I understand why you did what you did, but... The whole city is behind you now. We need to break the curse on Tonberry. He turns around and says, Malbora, you sniveling coward. And you see a little kind of blur appear in the air and something invisible strikes down at Malboro and you see him kind of struck through the no. chest and he sharply inhales. <gasps> and then you see him like hold up a hand and begin a, a teleportation spell. And then he drops his hand to finish it. And Malboro, and Malboro alone disappears. Oh fuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.